Howdy, this is Zephyr. Welcome to episode three of Therian Talks, the Therian Guide podcast that aims to bring some of our forum discussions and general information about therianthropy into audio format. Today we have with us Barex, the cheerful, nameless, adorable bear. Oh, howdy. <laughs> and again, Dustwolf, the big, bad, friendly wolf. Hi there. And of course, myself, Zephyr Nazumi, the big, fluffy, derpy tiger as the show host. Uh, today, we'll be discussing the history of the Theria community and how it's changed over the years. Uh, this is a topic suggestion that was brought up by Blue Dragon on Theria Guide forums. As we discussed in the last episode, Dustwolf became involved in the community sometime before 2002. Dusty shared some of his information about the community at that time, but there's more to look into with this topic. We're fortunate to have Barracks with us this time. Bear has been in the community since even longer, and so we're going to open up discussion for both of these critters to reflect on the history of the community and how it's grown over time. So before we begin, Bear, uh, we mentioned that you're part of the community for many, many years, but for context, when did you first learn about the Therian community? So when I was very young, <clears throat> uh, early 80s, uh, I had uh, felt that I was not human. Uh, this, I mean, the experience that we've all been through, right? where uh, you don't know what's quite going on and it's a relief when you find the online community. Well, there was no online community. Um, uh, it, it took finding a, a site called Alt Horror Werewolves or AHWW. And uh, there were surprisingly like-minded people there, not initially, but after, uh, a few months of folks talking and opening up to one another, uh, many of us found that we all shared that. And so I discovered Alt Horror Werewolves or AHWW uh, sometime in late 93, 1993. So right at the start of the community. Um, you know, that was before any of us who were Therians on there knew that there were other folks who were Therians, that the word didn't even exist. We were wares or whatever. Um, so yeah, it was, it was quite some time ago. So this was like, uh, if I did the math correctly, like uh, uh, 26 years ago. Um, mm, I think yeah. it's like important <laughs> to note because um, a lot of people haven't even been alive for that long. You know, it's, um, it's, it's been quite a while. Um, um, uh, for myself, uh, like I've mentioned in the previous podcast, um, I've discovered Therianthropy about a decade after that, and uh, Alt Horror Werewolves was no longer a big thing then, uh, but it was still around. Yeah, unfortunately for myself, I uh, I didn't poke my snout into the community until probably around 2005 or so, so I came even later than that, but um, even since then I've seen some changes. Uh, so. Would you say that the community has changed a lot since you first encountered it? Um, yeah, the community's changed uh, significantly. Um, I took a, a hiatus from the online community and, and spent a lot of time with the offline community. Um, people who had been part of the online Therian community in the past, but drifted away for whatever reasons. Um, but I still got together with them um, for quite a while and uh after some of them moved away i got back involved with the online community and so the the changes that have happened in the community were very stark for me because the difference in the way the community operated when i left and when it came back 
was pretty significant. Um, there were uh, different places, different people, and some of the things that were foundational or fundamental about therianthropy in the 90s and early 2000s were viewed uh, differently now. So what is it that you miss most about the early therian community then? Oh, we had a lot more frequent meetups. Um, I would get together pretty regularly with folks. Uh, there were howls and mini howls. Uh, I used to go camping with a couple of the other uh, bears from the uh, from the uh, from Usenet from Old Horror Werewolves. We'd go uh, to Shenandoah National Park, and then uh, I'd get together with Remel and Leo every summer and hang out with them. And so it was uh, it was a lot more get-togethers. And I suppose that is the biggest thing I miss. Uh, it's nice that howls are starting up again, uh, but I think that um, personal interaction is kind of important. Um, hard to say exactly where that fits in, but yeah, that's that's what I miss most. Uh, well, from my side, um, uh, since I'm here on the other side of the world, um, I never really had a chance to attend any halt. Um, uh, and I find it also interesting, um, Barracks, that you mentioned that uh, you were so involved with this. When I was on Altar Werewolves, uh, admittedly that was much later than you, uh, I never really seen anybody talk about halls. It was, um, I, I never noticed that until um, until I encountered the word again later in um, uh, on websites. So it was kind of interesting for me. Um, again, I didn't come into the community until around 2005, but even so, I kind of stayed on the outside for the most part. But um, one of the wolves that I knew around that time frame, um, he would talk about howls quite frequently, and he always talked about it like almost like it was a thing of legend. Um, there was a lot of energy there. There was a lot of fun times. Um, but it was interesting because around that time, it's almost like they were a lost thing as far as um, conversations had gone like they they had seemed to die down uh bear do you know any do you have any ideas to why things like howls have become less frequent and uh i guess for those who don't know what a howl actually is uh what would you describe it as and why do you think they're important it's a fairly uh large collection of things to unpack <laughs> yes <laughs> let me see so i'll so i'll start with what a howl is um because of the preponderance of wolves in the community um the get together, the in-person get together of a group of Therians ended up with uh, the the sound that uh, wolves make to communicate over a distance. Uh, so it was called a howl. And um, there were, uh, in the beginning, there were big ones. They were large, uh, you know, as many as could get together at the same time would get together. Uh, the first few were in Ohio and then um, but it became too big, uh, and so uh, it broke up into more regional ones for ease of getting to them. And uh, over time, I think there have been changes culturally. Um, people are a lot more anxious about strangers now, uh, despite statistically us being safer. There, The media tends to push this narrative that if there's someone on the internet they're uh, dangerous and honestly i've always felt safer around 
groups of Therians than just about any other random group of folks that I know of. Um, so that's a thing that's changed. And a lot of the folks are younger. Uh, the community uh, average age has drifted younger over time. Um, that's not a good or bad thing. It's just a thing. The, um, the downside of it is that young folks aren't able to go places and they're, um, you know, restricted in a lot of ways. And, you know, if there is an unsafe situation, um, they're minors. And so there has to be someone who looks after them. And so all of those things kind of, kind of play into it. And many folks are afraid to tell their parents. So, you know, uh, they would have to be chaperoned. I mean, it just, it ends up being complicated. And I, I think that's probably the largest reason is that the age of folks have gotten younger and it's harder for young people to participate in that kind of thing, especially when it's something that uh, many are uh, nervous about people knowing about them. Yeah, I, I would agree uh, with what Barrick said, said here. Um, I think like um, um, it's quite obvious from our uh, discussion about our adhorvarus so far that um, uh, the older generation was really into house, but then uh, when uh, people changed around, the younger people who only had access to the internet and couldn't meet up in person never encountered these people who organized this house. And so this... Um, uh, this kind of died out over time, as e even when these younger people became older people. Um, I think uh, I, sh I should point out, however, that uh, like uh, Pink Dolphin, the YouTuber, has um, made some videos about how to organize a Terrian meetup, and um, it doesn't seem to be that complicated. You just need other Terrians to meet with. And it's something interesting too, because uh, I know I've, I've only really tried participating in the community in a more active sense for about a year and, uh, and some change. But, uh, you know, a few months ago, I started wondering, you know, why haven't we had any house for a while? Um, and then I kind of decided to take it up for myself. And I'm like, okay, well, let me try to organize one. I had no idea what I was doing, but um, I know I kind of approached Barracks a few times to, uh, you know, for ideas about how to uh, continue that process. But it really wasn't that hard. Um, so, uh, you know, the community does have the power to kind of almost empower itself to make these things happen. Uh, you know, you don't have to kind of passively watch them go into the annals of history. Um, we can put effort forward to to kind of revive them, you know, bring back parts of the past. Um, it is important to, um, I know it's easier for us to connect over the internet. Um, many of us live hours and hours away from each other. So, you know, it's not very frequent that we can do these kinds of in-person meetups, but it is a very important part of the experience. Um, so, Bear, would you say overall that things have changed for the worse over the years, or are you glad some things have changed? So, everything in life is change of one kind or another. Um, and so, yeah, there have been negative changes. Um, but I'm a cranky old cynic and I'm kind of resistant to change. Uh, I've, <laughs> I'm a walking, talking stereotype, I guess, in some ways. Um, I mean, there are things like I, I wasn't happy when I came back and I found out that 
therianthropy was considered a, a subcategory of other kin. Um, because for me, those groups have an independent origin and uh, grew up independent of one another, have a different culture. Um, and in many ways, I think therianthropy is, is more than an identity, but that's uh, a, a large and complicated topic and not really germane to what you asked me. Um, but, I, but I do kind of feel like, like merging those groups together uh, takes away from the independent culture that each of them had. Um, I kind of like the ultra-human movement, right? Because that gives a, a new umbrella that also allows the vampires and the, the fae and the different groups to all have a single uniting umbrella that describes all of it and yet maintain their independent cultures. Uh, and that, that fragmentation uh, happened in the early community too. Uh, uh, the fragmentation that, that, uh, we see in the community here where there is, uh, lots and lots of small sites and, uh, you know, that I ran a site of my own back in the day, lycanthrope.org. So I guess I was party to that. Uh, I don't know. I suppose that fragmentation can be good for informational web pages and diversity of expression, but I have trouble keeping up with all the different forums and live chats and things that are going on there. So I guess that's negative, but there's, there's positives too. I like that we're getting more exposure. Uh, I like that grilling is kind of going away. I was never a fan of grilling. I always felt it was a practice that drove away, uh, you know, not just those who were trolling, but, but legit individuals who, for whom that process was, um, was painful. Um, it was only really a common practice in a few places in the community, but it definitely had a lasting impact. And I suppose another thing that, that had changed and that was different was the, the research, 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 uh, angle that really gets pushed in the modern community. I, I didn't do a lot of research until after I figured out my stereotype so I could understand bears better. Uh, I always felt that, that that inner discovery shouldn't be like a term paper. It should be soulful and meaningful. It should be about plumbing one's inner depths. And you can't really do that with a book. Uh, you can only really do that by, by looking inside yourself. I mean, for some people, if you got to have your nose in a book, fine. But uh, for me, I, I had to understand my own feelings. Um, myself, my perspective on this is like I, I always like to be kind of um, in step with the recent trends because, um, you know, I might be wrong about something and um, the only way to learn if uh, something new is okay or better even when, than what you're already used to is just to go into it and see what it's all about. That's one of the main reasons that I came back to Terry and Guides like 15 years later, right? Um, so... Um, I agree that not all of the changes in the community recently have been super great, but, um, you know, I think maybe some of the changes happened because, you know, like the older generation of Therians kind of lost interest and never really passed on this information to the younger generation that's, you know, changed a few things, you know? <laughs> And maybe, you know, some of this was probably also destroyed in, like, uh, the creation of Tumblr and the echo chamber that it represents. 
Um, I think um, the community overall has actually come a long way and um, a lot of the things that are very vague and unclear back in uh, the days of Altar Warbors was have since been clarified and since been made um, like um, a lot more well, well understood. Um, so I think that's a good thing. Um, and um, like this recent uh, uh, happening that uh, scientists are starting to get interested in perianthropy, I think this is right, really cool, you know, um, just could be some interesting things that they could determine, like uh, understanding what perianthropy really is. Um, and I think like if we just, you know, kind of try to bridge this to worlds that like uh, get in touch with the uh, authoritarians like Berx, uh and uh, combine this with the modern way of looking at things, then maybe there could be some very positive effects to look forward to. That's something I try to keep in mind too. Um, as with both of you, I you know I poked my snout into the community for a while and I, I took some time away. Um, when I came back into the community, um, some of the labels and definitions had changed. Um, I know I uh, I did a, a minor introduction somewhere where I said that I connected with the tiger, and I didn't realize that those words were no longer associated with kinship. They were applied to kith. Um, so I think some of the changes that I've seen personally are kind of like growing pains as we as we have more people um, explaining their experiences. Uh, you know, we we have a growing community um, we're trying to tweak how we understand things and move along with it well sometimes those things they change in ways that almost seem like they invalidate someone's experience just over semantics and it's not necessarily how things should be approached um, sometimes it's just a miscommunication sometimes it seems like it's more of a misinformation of sorts but um, you know as time progresses some of the things that we discover about the community also evolve and like you said that's we're actually in the process of being understood from a scientific perspective. So um, it, it's important to just kind of try to describe our experiences the best we can um, as we do and to, to understand that, um, you know, sometimes there is a, a different generational um, approach in describing uh, how you've experienced what you have. Um, you know, no one should really jump to conclusions and say, you're not Aryan or or try to describe or prescribe certain labels just based off of that. Um, so for both of you, I guess, uh, what are your views on today's theory? Uh, this will be things like theory and guide, amino, social network, that kind of thing. Yeah, they're complicated, right? Because in many ways, uh, I feel out of place. Um, because the many of the older Therians in the community uh, sort of drifted away to do their own things, um, it's left a fairly large age gap. Uh, even on, on TG, uh, most of the folks are significantly younger than me. Um, and so uh, it can be it can be a little hard. I do wish that more of the older AHWW folks were still involved because we'd figured a bunch of things out. We'd uh, done things that the Howells had uh, different spirit work. Like there was a lot of knowledge there that sort of got lost and um, sort of the, the uh, my views on therianthropy in general are a bit different from the modern community because I, I have 
ideas about a spectrum of animality. And I, uh, I think it's a lot more than just a, a an identity. I, and uh, so for me, I, I have a big umbrella of what therianthropy is, and it gets frustrating when I'll, uh, I'll mention something and then uh, some, some very young person will run in and, you know, they'll say they're a gray muzzle. They've been in the community for two years. And, uh, what you're saying isn't therianthropy. And <laughs> it obviously was therianthropy, you know, uh, and so I guess the nature and the definitions keep changing, but those changes are treated as eternal fact when really until those scientists you mentioned do more research, I don't think we're going to know exactly what therianthropy is. And I think even after they do that research, we're probably only going to have a general idea. Um, I mean, I, I, I think folks put too much importance on the, th on their stereotype. Um, I, you know, it's, it's this giant, um, search so many questions. How do I find my stereotype and what is my theory and this stereotype, stereotype, stereotype. And it, it, it's, it's something that you just got to be chill with, uh, you know, and I'm hopeful that a lot of understanding of those things will come more, uh, through increased exposure. I think people who have these, um, animal experiences, uh, will suddenly find, ah, there's a, there's a place for me to go where folks will understand, uh, this, this inner sense of non-humanity I have. And, uh, I don't know. I think it's good. Uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, these problems that you mentioned uh, there um, have actually more to do with age groups um, than they do with like anything being wrong with the community that we have. I think like uh, it's it's natural for uh, very young people to like to explore life uh, through role playing and pretending, and it's also natural for teenagers to like resort this to this rampant tribalism that is um, all over the internet right now um, and this us versus them mentality that we often frown upon i think this is just human nature you know um uh the forums that uh, we have joined like you and me um when we joined like terrain guide um uh, these these forums were always more attractive to uh, teenagers uh, who were like discovering their identity and uh, uh, discovering where they belong in the world. Um, and um, so this, this is why uh, it was so popular to grill people and exclude them, because uh, this was like the main part in uh, so many people's lives at, at that point because of their age. Um, it was um, it, discovering their place in the world also means that discovering the place where the other people do not belong, right? So finding out what you are, who you are. Um, so it, this is why this whole identity dimension has become so over-exaggerated because this is just something that's important to teenagers. Um, and I think like, uh, for example, places like Amino or YouTube are popular to people even younger than 13, maybe because um, these sites never actually check how old you are before entering them. And um, uh, we know from like data uh, of uh, uh, visitors coming from Amino that uh, many of them are younger than 13. Um, and I think this is just a consequence of the internet, uh, like you said earlier, becoming more and more accessible to younger people. Like uh, today you have all, uh, phones which have these touch interfaces which are much more intuitive to, pe to younger people than uh, keyboards. 
Uh, and so you have uh, many more younger people coming onto the internet, uh, coming in contact with us. And I think this more than anything is affecting what, how we perceive the modern community. Um, it's really just another challenge in adapting to how things are changing these days. Yeah, can, can I add uh, that uh, I don't mean to sound like I'm down on teenagers and younger folk. I'm absolutely not. I totally remember what it was like to be that age. And I, I know that, that there's this whole sense of belonging that's important and all of that. Um, my frustrations only come from the, the long-term health and well-being of the community, making sure that it doesn't become something that's about aesthetics and that remains something about a, a journey of personal discovery. So it's really about a balance between the old and the new. Um, it's almost like the younger generation should kind of look to what the, uh, the older generation has developed over time of what that history was, um, but at the same time, maybe kind of challenge what some of those traditions were. Um, at, at the same time, not necessarily ostracize, not take over per se, but kind of work together to continue uh, the understanding and the trends that were in place. Um, there's no need to completely redefine everything. Um, again, if there have been many, many, many people who have had this experience since, you know, at least in an online sense since the early 90s, um, you know, it, there's no, you know, it's, it's 2018 now, there's no light switch to kind of redefine things. Um, it's better to kind of work together and again, kind of work to build the community rather than fragment it. Um, if some things need to be redefined, that's fine. But I think that's something that everyone should work together to come to a conclusion with, uh, not necessarily younger Therians or not necessarily older Therians. All right, Bear, uh, you said that folks put too much importance on their stereotype. Well, yes. does, it, does that mean that, you know, me being a Siberian tiger isn't important at all? Uh, what do you suggest that people actually focus on? Stereotype isn't the, the, the thing they should. Yeah, well, you know, I, I used to think it was super critical, right? And I think that may have been from the fact that um, very often in some get-together, uh, I would be the only bear Therian. It would be the bear among wolves, right? And um, yeah, I used to think it was a big deal, you know, that, that wolf therians had their their way and bear therians are their way and the draconics are, are another way. And, you know, um, but what those experiences taught me is that it's artificial, right? Um, we are much more similar than we are different. I feel like the, like, one stereotype is more like a decoration, right? It's a just a wrapper. It's the it's the wolf shaped box that our therianthropy comes in. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, um, it isn't it isn't the the truth of it. It's the, you know, it's you being a tiger is important, right? It's important to you personally. But when it comes to the grand scheme of the community and the interactions with it, it's just a wrapper, uh, at least in my view. And, and I think it gets used to divide us into artificial groups. I've seen uh, these chat groups get formed. They're Wolftharian chats. And, you know, it's fine to have a chat area where you discuss only your type, but it's an artificial hierarchy, right? 
uh, it's it's like PACs, right? PACs have assumed this undue importance lately. And, you know, back in the day, it was just a fun nickname for your clique, the, the group of Therians who you hung out with the most. Pardon me. And now it has uh, assumed this very formal uh, idea of alphas and betas and all. And it, uh, you know, I'm not sure what that, ends up doing um, other than breaking groups into smaller groups with artificial hierarchies. So I, I think we should focus on the commonalities, the things that make me the same, uh, make me like you, make me the same as dust experiences. Like what, what do we all share? And, um, you know, why do we feel a need to have a stereotype in the first place? And and why do some people's change? There'll be there'll be a, a wolf therian for fifteen years, and then they'll say, "Oh, you know, I, I feel like it's something different." You know, is there is there a reason that, why that that's rare? But it does happen. You know, and and how can we make the community more inviting and comfortable for therians who are only now discovering themselves and only now coming forward? Um, those kind of things. But those commonalities, I think, those are important. Well, I, I think, like you said, uh, Berg, um, there is some significance to stereotypes in some cases. Like, um, for example, we did have a circumstance in, for example, a chat room where um, a wolf therian just casually talking about food caused uh, like real panic in um, a deer therian who happened to be reading because, you know, um, if you suddenly uh, read about uh, death and destruction and bleeding and everything, it can be quite distressing. And so um, you have these um, different perspectives by different stereotypes, and there are differences. Like there are times when it does make sense to kind of separate the community a bit. Um, like um, uh, I know that I've had uh, experiences um, that I really felt like I couldn't talk to anybody about because they were like very wolf specific. Um, and I didn't like um, uh, in, in my environment, there weren't enough wolves for me to like uh, feel like other people would understand what I'm saying, you know? Um, so, so I do think that um, there are like times when uh, what your stereotype is, is very important and uh, you should use that. But at the same time, it's, feels like sometimes this uh, unique stereotype thing becomes like uh, a bit of uh, one of those uh, special snowflake cases, you know. People want to be unique. They, it's a very common human trait. It's like um, something that everybody has and sometime in kindergarten you learn to keep it under wraps because, um, you know, um, it's just not not that appropriate sometimes to like express your need for uniqueness all the time, right? Um, but this is like uh, something that's hard for some people to actually accomplish, and so uh, you know sometimes uh, unique theory type becomes an excuse to isolate yourself in your own private group. I you know we have like uh, um, bird exclusive places and so forth, and this is just. Um, I think this um, this isn't really useful for the community because um, the smaller groups that we make, the harder it is for the individual people to actually find resources that they can use. Um, so we also had a poll on this uh, on the Terrier Guide forums, uh, and um, 
uh, most people think that we should stick together and be a common uh, Terrain community. So I want to piggyback on Bear's statement about feeling like the, the only bear in a sea of wolves. I've actually kind of made that comment myself uh, about being a tiger. And the first few times that I wanted to go into the community, I was looking at forums and I'm like, okay, wolf, 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 dog, wolf, wolf, wolf. And it didn't seem like there were many active tigers. So it almost made me wonder if I had a place there. Um, and I was kind of still naive in that mindset. Um, you, you talk about having a unique stereotype becoming an excuse to isolate yourself, Dusty. And I actually kind of um, did it the other way around. Like I almost wondered if I even had a place because I was a specific stereotype. Um, but it's very interesting because especially um, since becoming more involved with Therian Guide, I kind of see that I'm more of a piece of like a bigger puzzle. Um, it's, I hate to use the, you know, a bunch of metaphors, but it's like we're this big machine and I'm like one cog within it that helps move everything. It's like I, um, maybe my stereotype has a, a, a specific role within the entire community. Um, so again, it's, it might be good to kind of think about or to introspect on what your stereotype means, but you're still a member of the community either way. Um, you can choose to exclude yourself for any number of reasons, but it's kind of more, uh, it makes more sense to try to work together and build together. Um, and they also mentioned the the species-specific chats. Um, I was guilty of making one of those because I wanted to kind of uh, get felines in one place and see, okay, are there any, uh, like, behavioral uh, similarities between a bunch of uh, the felines? Like, is there anything that we can learn from having a group of these? Um, like stereotype individuals together, um, but it does serve to almost fragment in a, in a negative way because um, while you can gain some insights about felines specifically, you have to make sure that you take you take those and you apply them back with the community proper. Um, it doesn't do anyone good if you find out that your specific clique has this um, this specific thing. Um, if you isolate it from the rest of the community, um, sometimes you can learn something that, you know, let's say I, I say something about a certain trait. Well, the birds may look at that and be like, hey, you know, what's really cool is we're all like this, too. Um, it can engage in different kind of conversations and, and almost like a growing experience for the entire community instead of to just a subset. So um, I understand the need for uh, that in a little bit of a sense, but I, I think there's too much focus on that fragmentation right now. All right, so if we should stick together, what is the problem with theory entropy being merged with the term otherkin? Well, first of all, before we begin, I wanted to point out that there is no problem that I would have with the otherkin. Um, some people have been <laughs> spreading around the idea that Therian Guide isn't welcoming to the otherkin, and this is just not the case. You know, we have a form dedicated specifically to the otherkin, and Either way, we welcome everyone, uh, whether or not they're a Therian. Um, but like uh, Beric said previously, the Therian community has originally evolved independently for the other King community. So, um, like, I understand people wanting to be like inclusive. Um, like, uh, as Therians, we each know that uh, what it's like to be alone in our experiences, because you know, before we learned about Therian entropy, that's what it was like for us. And I understand that this makes us unlikely to want to exclude anyone from this community that we're now building. Um, however, I still think it's important to note that like, 
that being vegetarian and being an other kin are two different things. Um, and like, there are many young people who um, don't really understand what the reentropy is yet. Like they've um, they've come online, they've discovered this uh, community, but they're not not spend that much time introspecting about it yet. Um, and um, they would come around and say like, uh, Therians and the other kin and the fiction kin, like they're all the same thing, right? They're they're all kin, right? Um, and um, I think these people are like forgetting that behind these uh, words and definitions, there are like actual experiences by actual people, which are not all the same. Um, there are differences, right? So I, I think, um, uh, I mean, why is this important? I think understanding these differences is very important when we talk to scientists about the entropy because um, without, without these uh, uh, particularities, um, the only thing that scientists can draw from uh, looking at our community is that, you know, we're like these new age fa fans of animals hanging out on the internet and thinking that we're unique, you know, because that's the only thing that we all have in common. Um, and that it's nothing more. And uh, that's actually one of the one group of uh, Australian scientists determined exactly that. <laughs> and we all know this is not true. You know, we all know that teriantropy is this unique experience of being an animal and we all actually come online not to hang out together, but so that we can talk about these experiences. And I, these experiences still need to be documented by science. And um, grouping everything together really doesn't do us any favors. Yeah, thinking about uh, what what Dusty said there, I don't have any problem with other kin either, not conceptually or actually, but um, I, I do feel like it's important to keep the independent cultures that evolved there independent. Um, I, I do, I do worry that there, that some aspects may be lost. Um, in the past, uh, the, one of the reasons I hold so strongly to the view that theranthropy is more than an identity is because that's how it was in the past. And I feel like, uh, reducing it to purely an identity when it it comes along with huge sets of other experiences is trivializing it and and i suppose that that maintaining that culture is important and uh you know when you lose things like howls and uh some of the other other things that were part of the community it uh it's somewhat depressing, yeah, at least for me. All right, now I know that we've mentioned a few times uh, the, the research team that has been uh, working with us. Um, so I wanted to kind of segue for just a moment. Um, we can provide the link for this uh, in the, the notes for this too. Uh, the team that we've been working with is the International Anthropomorphic Research Project, IARP. Um, they're also known as First Science. Um, they actually have a Therian slash Otherkin survey. Um, I know we've already linked it on TG before. Uh, I want to say that we did it shortly after Anthrocon this year. Uh, it's very important for you, uh, if you have the time, um, it's like an essay-based uh, questionnaire of sorts. Um, it does take a while to complete, but basically it asks for you to explain your experiences, and it's for, again, Therian and Otherkin. Um, so if you do have the time to, uh, 
what we can do is go ahead and link the page that that goes to. Uh, we would appreciate it if you take the time. It does take, I think, three hours to complete it. Um, I want to say the thread that we linked originally, we asked people how long it took for them to complete it. But um, at any rate, it is vital for the, um, the IARP team to, to have this kind of information to help them formulate a better understanding of what our experience is. All right, so uh, both of you, what do you think we should strive to change in the future of the community? Well, I think I think at the moment we're on the right path. Um, there's different groups, we're visible, uh, we're talking, you know, uh, a lot of the aspects of community are sort of happening again, and uh, I think it's fantastic. Um, I do think we need to keep asking questions. I need uh, and I think we need uh, to find more of those answers, uh, trying to get folks to understand what's going on and try to figure out, you know, what is the historical context of therianthropy? And obviously it's, it's not new, it's not unique. Uh, I have often wondered if uh, during the Inquisition, the uh, hundreds of thousands of people who were um, burned at the stake for, for werewolfery, uh, were some of them Therians? It, it would be it would be interesting to know if we could, you know, reach back through time and find those things out. Um, you know, and there's other things. Why, why is autism so common in the Therian community? Um, there's a lot of those kind of things. Uh, why is there so much overlap with other identity communities? You know, why is it that um, there? when all throughout the Therian community, there's a much higher uh, percentage of folks who are transgender or have uh, sexualities that uh, the numbers don't match those of the mainstream. Uh, so what, you know, wh why is that? And, and how can we better work with the furry community? For a long time, there was animosity between the Therian community and the furry community, despite the fact that there were a lot of Therians who were furries and vice versa. Yeah. So it's those kind of things, the political issues, I think, and, and I mean, political in the, in the global scheme of, of politics, interaction with other communities and interaction with the mainstream. And I think those are going to be the biggest challenges going forward. I, I think uh, I agree um, that um, there's questions we need to ask. And I, I think, um, uh, one important thing um, to, that we should be doing uh, is we should be talking about our experiences more because that is the best way um, to understand uh, our terror entropy either individually or as a community. Um, uh, there has been a lot of like focus on um, instead on uh, definitions and words and uh, uh, whether or not you belong to a certain group or not and um, it's it's a lot more important to like uh, talk about your actual experiences because um, we need to really understand uh, what uh, what each of us is experiencing and that is really the best way to understand the entropy and I think this is very important. And I kind of bounce off that too. I know um, I mentioned in one of the earlier podcasts that I also had this issue with. Um, I I'm kind of hesitant to describe some of my experiences sometimes because of the, I, I've gone through grilling before and I, I've had people kind of pick my experiences apart. 
but it's kind of what we bounced off of earlier on this podcast. Um, until we really get like a large collection of experiences to compare off of each other, we don't really know what what legitimately lies within the realm of therianthropy and what doesn't. Um, sometimes it's very, you know, I could give, there have been several times I've posted about something and I've been like, uh, I'm, I'm sure people are going to just kind of like groan over what I'm saying. But it's actually clicked with a lot of people and it started different conversations. Um, so I agree, it's very important to have those experiences. I mean, it can be a very personal thing to talk about that, but it can also help us in, in such a large way understand better what is therianthropy. Um, you know, it's, it's still something that we are trying to figure out. Um, I also wanted to piggyback again on what Barak said. Uh, I mentioned IARB and um, they, along with the other Kennetherian survey, they also have several other surveys on the site. Um, one of them is the furry survey, and I think it touches uh, autism and a few things like that too, just to get a feel for uh, what percentage of the furry community falls into which categories. Um, there's also a, an autism-specific survey. Um, you don't have to identify or not identify. Um, you don't have to have been diagnosed with autism to take it. Um, but again, the more information this specific team has, the better conclusions they can arrive as far as, okay, what percentage of Therians have this, which percentage don't, and um, then from a scientific perspective, what is the Therian makeup? All right, so one final question, because I think it's important, and I see the word used now and then in the community. Um, I've actually used it before and had people kind of slap my wrist over it. Um, do either of you consider yourselves to be gray muzzles? And what does that word mean to you? Who should actually use it? Well, it's funny you should mention that. I mean, uh, the first time I encountered this word, it was already like a bit cringy to actually use it because, um, you know, um, sometimes we get um, uh, on TG, we get like uh, new people re registering uh, who like, um, uh, we're only familiar for uh, with term entropy for like maybe five years or even less, uh, and they say, "Okay, they're gray muscles," you know, because they are the oldest people uh, that are terrians that they ever knew. And, and like this is like, uh, I, I mean, I understand this, but you know, like Barracks here has like uh, 26 years uh, of experience with term entropy, and he doesn't call himself a gray muscle, so you know. Um, in comparisons, oh, it's hard. So I think it's impossible for us. Uh, every Italian community is isolated in a way. Uh, we don't know if there are other people who are older than us and so forth. And so um, we can never know if we're like qualified to call ourselves gray muzzles. And you know, I may have had a gray hair or two uh, from work stress at times, but I still don't feel like I'm ready to call myself a gray muzzle. I I don't I don't really have a, a problem with the word, um, but I've always felt the way that I saw it used initially was the most appropriate. It was like a term of respect, like uh, if you felt that this other Therian was more knowledgeable or deserving or deserved respect, then you know you would consider them a gray muzzle, but. Um, it wasn't something that anyone would ever call themselves because it seemed, um, arrogant to do so. Um, and I've, I mean, I've met young 
Tharians with very small amounts of experience who, who I felt significant respect for because they were treating the material respectfully and they were, you know, honestly on this journey and truly, um, exploring that, uh, their, their, their feelings. And, it, and, you know, I might say, wow, that, 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 that guy's a gray muzzle or that gal's a gray muzzle and you know, they're a gray muzzle. Cause to me that, that was the, that was the term of, of respect. I, I, however, I think Dusty's right too. in that it, it's cringy uh, in the modern community, especially it seems very cringy to use. I don't know. It's hard to say. I think it's just a personal choice, but you, you won't catch me calling myself a gray muzzle. So when I first joined Amino, did my introduction and I actually called myself a gray muzzle, but I was, I was joking again because I was, uh, I think I was 32 when I joined. Um, and I, you know, it seems like the majority of the crowd is much younger there. Um, well, I also kind of, uh, I'm a Therian and I'm furry. Well, on the furry side, it seems like the term is used much more loosely. Um, it still is a term of respect, but it's almost like if you're over a certain age, it's almost acceptable to say that. Um, I understand that it's still, again, it's a thing of respect. Um, but from the Therian perspective, um, the term itself seems to have actually been one that has uh, been abused at times. Um, it's almost one of those things where it's like, if you have to call yourself a great Muslim in front of other people, why are you doing that specifically? Um, why do you need to call yourself that? Um, I, I would be sort of leery of someone being like, hi, I'm a great Muslim, um, almost in the same way that if I saw someone you know, say, hi, I'm an alpha. Um, why do you kind of try to push that label on yourself? What are you trying to get out of it? Um, and again, it's kind of, you know, what, what has the individual uh, contributed to the community? Um, what kind of roles do they have? Uh, you know, if someone um, has given a lot of support to the community, then sure, the, the term may actually be very appropriate. Um, but I think it's, it's interesting to, I think it's important to kind of question why someone would identify as that and what they're using that label for. Um, as long as they're using it for good, then, um, you know, I still kind of do say it jokingly every now and then. Uh, and I know a few people that do, but um, I would be more worried if someone approaches it almost as if they are an authority because they call themselves a great muscle, if that makes sense. Yeah, it certainly makes sense to me. All right, so thank you for your time, and we're just about out of ours. So happy holidays to everyone, uh, no matter what you celebrate or what you don't. Um, celebrate life. Celebrate your friends. Um, we also would like to point you again to the IARP. Um, again, that's the International Anthropomorphic Research Project, or the First Science Team. Uh, we would like to point you to their uh, they're different surveys. Um, again, it's for science. And as always, we'd like additional topics for these interviews. Uh, if you haven't yet, please check out the thread that's titled Interviews, What Things Should We Discuss or What Kinds of Things Should We Discuss? Uh, it's located in the Therian polling area of our forums under the Therian Anthropy Board. And we would appreciate it if you submit your ideas for future topics. So I would again like to thank both Dustwolf and Barracks for coming on this time. And you're very welcome. Thanks for having me, uh, Zeph. Uh, and you know, if folks want to chat with me when I'm around, uh, feel free to, to ask any questions. I'm 
I'm pretty knowledgeable about the early history of the community. So, uh, you know, folks still have questions. I'm happy to answer them. Uh, I think we're sure to invite uh, Bear uh, at least for another interview. Um, so, um, thanks for coming this time, really. Uh, nice talking to you. It was nice talking to you too, Dusty. Thanks for having me.